Ja, ja toe ek het vir jou gesê dat ons gaan gesels saam met Karen Kane. Uh, sy is van The Service Dining Rooms. Good morning, Karen, and thank you for joining us here at Ready Tiger Book. Good morning, and thank you. Are you awake? Are you up and about? You ready? Um, I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> so, Karen, tell me about the service, uh, service dining rooms. I believe that you guys have been operational since 1935 already. Yes, it's a very long-standing NGO. It was started in 1935 by Doris Seifert, so it's been going a very, very long time. It was started during the Great Depression, and um, it's continued very successfully since then. And I'm wide awake because we actually start serving at half past seven in the morning. Oh, wow. We serve the homeless at half past seven with a cup of coffee and a sandwich. And in winter, we serve soup. And about 80 homeless people come in for that. And then we have our main meal at half past 11. And it's not soup. It's a sit-down meal. So, for example, yesterday we had a donation of fish. So the homeless community had fish, rice, um, some kind of sauce and then a fruit. I, I love the fact that it, I, I like this contradiction or this, I don't know if juxtaposition is the right word to use, that the fact that your organization starts in the middle of a depression, yes. but in the midst of depression, you actually need a beacon of hope. Yes. And um, so nothing depressing about what you guys are doing. In no. fact, you are spreading hope and life uh, throughout the Cape Town community. So you guys are based in the Cape Town CBD? In Canterbury Street, just off uh, Philip Cusano Drive. And we have on average about 200 people a day that come in and have a sit-down meal. So we don't believe in giving a hand out at the gate, a takeaway. Uh, we try and serve the meal with dignity. People sit down at tables. They are given a lovely plate of food. They're encouraged to say thank you. And we have a lovely atmosphere going on in the shelf. In the dining room. Are there any people who join you during that conversation? Uh, in other words, not people who, who are in need of food who live perhaps on the street, but people who, who have a home and a stable life, if you want to call it that, that just comes to join and, and, and connect with people as they are having lunch. Uh, we often have that and we have a, a huge increase in the amount of children that come in the school holidays when the school feeding schemes stop. But we also rely very heavily on the public to come in as volunteers and they interact with the homeless community and serve the food, chat. Sometimes somebody has a problem, they might want to discuss it with somebody. So um, it's a very integrated organization. I like that because, and, and I, I want to encourage people if they can get involved in that way that they do, because what it suggests to me, if I were to be that person coming off the street for a meal, that it's not this meal is only good for certain people and not for others. I like the fact that somebody who comes from a stable home who has what they need, they can sit down with somebody from off the street and, and have a meal together with them, just saying, hey, we are just people eating the same meal. So the other thing about talking about uh, people and volunteers, the other thing that you need, of course, is you need manpower to distribute or to share the food that you distribute across Cape Town. So you've mentioned to me off air that I think you, you serve about 500 people with a cup of soup. We do 500 meals every day to, and we give to specifically to NGOs out in the outlying areas, for example, Kailicha and Nyanga, Guguletu, and these are NGOs that are registered and rely very heavily on collecting food from us that we prepare and they take it on off-site off to their NGOs. So, so soup 
is a big part of what you guys are doing. And of course, it's winter now and you want to increase, I would imagine you want to increase that output. What are some of the things that you need? We need perishable foods, such non-perishable foods, such as rice and samp, and then also vegetables that are long-lasting. For example, butternut, carrots, that we can keep in a cold room for a few days and then prepare. I have three kitchen staff, and one of the kitchen staff, Nizuku, is uh, employed specifically to prepare food for our off-site clients. So you're based in Cape Town in this uh, city centre there, but you're reaching outlying areas, as you've mentioned. Just tell us quickly some of the, the areas that you are servicing uh, by supplying them with food or the NGOs. Well, there's an NGO called Masijongi. They're in um, Nyanga, and they are they have a, an educare centre. Masijongi have about 12 children that are orphans and just stay there. And Masijongi feeds about 200 elderly people every day that walk for miles and miles wow. to come and get a ma- uh, come and get a meal. And it's such a simple thing. I mean, I was telling some uh, the listeners yesterday that we had this generosity workshop two weeks ago, I think it was, where we watched a video of people in, in India, in the poorest communities in India, what they would do is when they cook their own rice for their supper, they would take one scoop and just put it in an empty jar and then cook, do another scoop and do their meal. So every time they cook for themselves, they take a scoop and just add it to that empty jar and in the end, they take that to the church and the church distributes it to the point where the church is able to even sell and make money to feed more people. Mm. And so I would imagine that you would have a similar kind of request to say to people that if you are buying veggies for yourself, like you were saying, butternut and those kinds exactly. of things. Exactly. Just buy an extra butternut or an extra pocket of potatoes once a month and, and uh, contribute that way. I should also mention that we partner very closely with other NGOs in the CBD who work with the homeless. So we encourage the homeless community not to just sit around and wait for their, me- their meal at half past 11, to go to an NGO around the corner called the Hope Exchange where they can shower and wash and if they do that they get a plastic meal token and that entitles them to get a meal with a token. Or there's a garden further up near fruit and veg, they're encouraged to work there. If they work there they get a token and they can come and have a meal sure. with a token. Love it. I love the fact that you've got some good partners. Now, mm. just in terms of the, the actual donations that you are getting for, for example, your soup kitchens that you are running, uh, what's the, the, I mean, you need, you need ingredients, but do you have enough? Um, we're always um, trying to get more and more. The, we've just, just analyzed that since January up until now, we've actually served 20,000 meals wow. just on site so we're always asking for more we're even asking for people to maybe drop off loaves of bread it's nice to give everybody that comes in two slices of bread they either eat it there or they can actually put it in their container and take it away for later during the day i love having my bread with my soup <laughs> in fact uh, that last bit of soup that's in the cup mm-hmm. i take the bread and just give it a wipe and then have it like that so if people want to donate then we're really trying to encourage all our listeners to get involved with our warm winter soup project, how can they get a hold of you and where can they drop off stuff if they want to uh, give some ingredients for the soup? They can come to 82 Canterbury Street. We're open at 7 o'clock in the morning. We close at 2. 
I d- we do have a driver, Mary Ann, who can collect if it's substantial, worth her while to fetch. Just to add that we're also always looking for empty yogurt containers so that people who want to take their soup away can actually take it away in a container. Sure. So there you go. You can also bring empty yogurt containers just to make sure that it's cleaned up. If people want to reach out to you and get in touch with you, perhaps even find out more about the organization, where can they go? They can email me, Karen, K-A-R-E-N, at sdr.org.za, or they can phone on 21 2390 So please support the, the service dining rooms. They are based in Cape Town and they make a big difference all across Cape Town and find out more about uh, the organization you can go to www.sdr.org.za or did you just give your cell number? Uh, I can give my no, office number. Okay, so the office number then 021-465-2390. Karen, I have to ask you this question before I let you go. When you guys are serving soup to people, what is, if you can remember a story, what is the one moment or f- one of your favorite moments standing out when you were dishing out s- soup and, and, and feeding somebody? Can you think of a moment like that? I just, a few weeks ago, somebody said, like we heard somebody say to another person, you know what, this isn't soya, this is original mince, original mince. And they were so delighted to actually get something other than soya for a change. Sure. That sticks out, yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing. Be uh, assured that at Tigerberg uh, at 104 FM, we will make every effort to support you in this and get our people to come and support you guys with some ingredients. Thanks so much for your time. Thank you. Beerians, that is uh, Karen, Karen Kane. Says the operationele bestuurder for the service dining rooms. And as you will contact, maak saam met Archia a likie op 021-465-2390 of besoek hulle webtuiste op www.sdr.org.za en daar sal jy natuurlijk ook een beetje meer inlichting kry. En as jy al wil e-post, kan jy so doen, karen by sdr.org.za.